This episode of Tamarindo is brought to you by Inti Malena, the brand that promotes culture and fashion. This beautiful brand of clothing and handmade jewelry was created by Wendy Ramirez, a native of East LA, combining her passion for social justice, community development, fashion, and design. Inti Malena produces gorgeous pieces that are inspired by the imagery that combines natural, culture, and modern elements from Latin America. I ordered this stunning turquoise statement piece necklace a few days before Christmas, and Wendy was able to add a personalized message and get it to my friend Delia all before the holiday, and Delia loved it. Ooh, so definitely check out her collection, which includes unique clothing designed in East LA and also made by talented Mayan artesanos in Mexico. You will love the Guayavera dress Wendy designed complete with pop- So make sure you follow Intimalena on Instagram and Facebook at Intimalena. How do you spell that, you might be asking? I-N-T-I-M-A-L-E-N-A. Shop at www.intimalena.com or on Etsy at etsy.com slash shop slash Intimalena. Listeners of Tamarindo can use the code Tamarindo on both the Intimalena.com website or the Etsy website to get 30% off your next purchase. So don't forget, use the code. Once again, that's Tamarindo, 30% off. Yes, treat yourself. Intimalena. Welcome to Tamarindo Podcast. Latinx voices at the intersection of politics, media, and pop culture. We are your hosts, Brenda Gonzalez and Melina Bobadilla, the, the Educated, Educated Perioneras. Together, we dish out comedic and critical interventions. And the occasional chanclazo. Welcome to the show. It's Brenda Gonzalez. This is a bonus musical episode of Tamarindo. Making Movies is an American rock band that captivates audiences with their Afro-Latino rhythms and psychedelic rock and roll. The band met me during their L.A. stop of their tour, Immigrants Are Beautiful. You'll mainly hear me speaking to singer-songwriter Enrique Chi, who shares some thoughts on the power of music in activism. You'll also hear us briefly reference a conversation we had before we started recording, which is of me sharing our conversation with Café Tacuba's lead singer Ruben Alvaran. One of these days we'll get that out to you, uh, but it was a really great conversation with the, the band members of Making Movies. I want to make sure that you enjoy this and there's a couple songs that we're going to play. On our next episode of Tamarindo, we are going to have BuzzFeed's Curly Velasquez, Los Angeles-based artist and lead creator of BuzzFeed's Latinx division, Pero Like. We love Pero Like. The music behind me now is Brave Enough from Making Movies' latest album, I Am Another You. You'll also hear Locura Colectiva and Spinning Out on this episode. I want to just thank the band for making the time to meet us. Make sure you go to their website, Making Movies, and you can see what other stops they have on their tour. I think they'll be back in California. I know that's where a lot of our listeners are based, but you guys are all over the place, and we love that you're everywhere. You ladies and gentlemen and gentlemen, 
gender non uh, conforming listeners are everywhere and we love you especially our fans in Japan it's uh, really great to know that there's lots of you listening to us all the way out there in Japan so uh, this again is a bonus episode brief one you will hear both Melina and I again when we interview Curly Velasquez next make sure you subscribe to Tamarindo so you don't miss any of this amazing content and thank you again for listening let's uh, take it away with our interview with Making Movies All right, Tamarindo Podcast listeners, I am actually here in a coffee shop in Long Beach with a special treat. It's the band Making Movies. Say hello. Hey, how's it going? My name is Enrique. I'm the singer of Making Movies. Awesome. Diego, I play bass in the band. I'm Juan Carlos, play percussion and keys. Andres, I play the drums. Very cool. Now, thank you for making some time on your tour here in Southern California. I know it's a little unconventional. We're in a coffee shop. You all got some great coffee. Let's, we'll give a shout out to the library in Long Beach for hosting us right now. <laughs> so if you hear a little bit of background noise, that's why. But I want to introduce our listeners to this amazing band coming from... Kansas City, Missouri. Yes. That's where we, uh, we grew up and that's where we started this whole... That's awesome. So Latinos from Missouri. Latinos in Missouri. Yeah. Yes. And um, I, I'm going to ask you a couple questions. First, like, how would you introduce the band? You know, I, I read an, an article about us yesterday like that came out because mm-hmm. we're playing in the Bay Area. And um, the title of the, of the article says uh, Immigrant Rock. Immigrant and, rock, and I, I thought, you know what? That's not the worst description no, I've I ever heard. No, I think that's heard. great. It's we are like a rock and roll band in, um, in the the aesthetic of it. The idea, like rock and roll, is a uh, a music of of kind of rebellion in a lot of ways. It's a music of high energy, um, but our Latino roots are so prevalent. And so it's such a part of the fabric of the music we make. So it's not really rock and roll music, but. It's not really not salsa music, but salsa music was not really a thing either. Right. That was a blend of genres. And so, as you know, you're talking about yeah. uh, Café de Cuba saying, a la madre con los géneros. A la madre con los géneros. I, I think I agree with that. You know, we, we, we play music, but I like the idea of immigrant music. Is, I love that. It's kind of, kind of what it is. I would say it's uniquely American because of that. Yeah, I, I was thinking about that too. It was like, like maybe one of the best ways to describe music is American music. Um, well, our mentors, Los Lobos, they, they get that description too. Are you guys Los, lo- los Cubs? <laughs> <laughs> los Lobitos? Los Lobitos. <laughs> I guess they would be pups. Well, okay. Um, lobitos, I, I like that. <laughs> we love your sound, and I think we'll pick a couple songs that will introduce folks. If you want to tell me what songs they are right now and what, what you would say about them, that'd be awesome. Yeah, well, maybe we could start out with, um, with a song called Locura Colectiva. And that song to me is like the centerpiece of our album. The album is really is conceptual. It, it outlines the narrative of three young men and kind of shows how distinct they are, how similar they are. And it's kind of the, the message of the whole piece. And Locura to me is kind of the center point because it really um, explains kind of the collective insanity of the human race, this desire to protect itself from change, although change is the only constant we ever experience. Mm-hmm. And so it's it, that that song, I think, um, kind of encapsulates the album as a whole. So Locura Colectiva would be the one to start. Thank you. 
sé si viste la última noticia que el mundo se va a acabar y esta vez no es mentira. Supamos la línea se cortó, no creerá lo que yo he visto. No es un tranque, sino una pesadilla y todos unidos bailan la locura colectiva. ask you, what is political about these four words? We are all immigrants. Oh, man. That's a great question. So, I, I don't believe it to be political. Okay. I actually, when we, we 
painted an American flag with that. It's funny that I say that to say it wasn't political when I'm talking about painting an American flag, but <laughs> but uh, it, it really wasn't a political thought. It was it was like a uh, observation. Like I, the more I learned about music, which is my biggest passion, it, it's just a study where music comes from. Because you learn where humans come from when you learn where music comes from, and sometimes music is more accurate than the history books. Like you can hear the truth a little bit clearer because there's no political agenda like there is with every history book in the world. So you start setting something as simple as a cumbia or the mejorana guitar that I play in Panama, and they each have a story of a mix of, okay, well, what happened with cumbia? Cumbia is an African rhythm. It's enslaved people. They danced with a little shuffle because they still were enchained. Oh, wow. That's an, I'm learning something right now. I yeah. have no idea. And this African rhythm was then mixed with indigenous flutes and Spanish poetry, like decimas, like the narrative of, of the Spanish poetry. And there you have the original, what is now usually considered Afrocumbia uh, from Colombia. That's like where it started. Mm-hmm. And then there was German immigrants that landed in Latin America, and they brought this amazing instrument called the accordion which we all love yeah and the accordion allows is is has a huge benefit when you're playing the flute you can't sing right when you play the accordion you can, you can sing. sing one less guy to pay more money for everyone <laughs> That's awesome. cumbia evolves <laughs> and so you grab something like that and you realize that cumbia is not a pure anything and then you start looking farther back nothing's a pure that is so true I want to now you opened up something for me and all of you feel free to to jump in Um, so I agree with you I think there's nothing that's original and and something about probably a lot of people that are our peers that are like politically aware Latinos and care about immigrants and all we're also in in a time where people are a little hyper protective like you can't do that because it's not you're not doing it the authentic way and like how do you balance that line of like you know what's you can't do that because you're not Latino you're not this and I I never want to tell anyone that they expressly cannot do something because uh, I believe that uh everyone has a genuine form of expression and they should be able to express that. That's what we do for a living. We're expressing ourselves. Um, and so if someone wants to express themselves by painting their face for Dia de los Muertos, I don't necessarily have a problem with that. But I do think that there is the reason there's so much of that uh, sentiment is because there's a fear that it comes from a place that lacks any sense of respect or any sense of honor, uh, even a nod of where these traditions come from. And that's the part that feels so egregious when you see someone who is uh, utilizing what they, uh, you know, what they might uh, consider to be the, the, cute or novel parts about somebody else's entire lifestyle, entire existence, and to just pluck out the, the little novel idea or the little uniqueness or, or something that you thought was different just for your own gain, yeah, there's, you know, there's an element to which that doesn't have the respect for where that piece of culture right. comes from, and that's what's offensive. If you, it's what makes people feel like it's being stolen instead of being uh, added into or included into whatever mm-hmm. they're doing. Great, and like, like we, Enrique just gave us this, you just educated me about cumbia, so clearly not only are you playing the music, but you're learning about it, you're appreciating, appreciating the roots and the history about it. So that's enlightening to me. That's great. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, so what, what's it like being on tour right now? You're on, what, 
three weeks in, I believe. Yeah, roughly three weeks. It's um, the thing. I think the whole tour t- take us takes us five weeks to do about four weeks of shows. We had a five day break at home, but um, it feels. What's amazing about the family aspect of this band, so Juan Carlos and Andres are our brothers, right. and then Diego and I are brothers. That was Diego who was just speaking, and we have very similar voices. Thanks so, for doing that. Yeah. It's our, a podcast, so Our thanks. grandma would even get confused. <laughs> um, you know, bless her heart, Grandma Alice. She'd be like, is Enrique or Diego <laughs> on the phone? Well, it depends. Am I in trouble? <laughs> yeah, it depends. What did he do? <laughs> um, but yeah, so the, being uh, traveling together feels like a family trip. It feels really inclusive like that. And um, I mean, there's moments where, where when you're traveling this hard and you're not sleeping enough, where you uh, you can have a, a bit of a struggle with um, with just like keeping your own sanity. But the fact that we're family ties it all together and makes it makes it a really great experience. I actually don't know how a band would do this. Not being family. Not being a family. Like, oh you, they gosh. probably become family. <laughs> yeah. You, oh, no. Yeah, you definitely do become family eventually i mean we had before it was all four brothers um we had another drummer and but he we we've adopted him he was uh, the gringo our token güero in the band but uh no we loved him very much you know and and so he is part of family but this uh yeah this tour has been great obviously like coming to warmer weather when it's cold back at home and being able to not only that just being able to go to places that we've been before you start recognizing places yeah now that again you're like oh we got to go to this place to go eat because remember when we had some good pho or whatever uh-huh. it is but yeah we love it being out and about and traveling That's it's hard cool. it's hard to it's hard to beat that especially doing what you love doing and you all have been together since 2009 how has the um political environment <laughs> changed the energy when you're performing has that come into play at all well it it did it did it really made a huge shift i I was talking about this earlier today that um so we had already made the album and the album the album like the flag came from the spirit of isn't this interesting look at how human beings are like we i was talking to diego i remember we were like in our we, we shared a house together till recently um he moved to Washington D.C. Actually, he's closer to to uh, Quito and the, those very other cool. People. That's how I know these guys, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Family con- colleague of mine connected to me. Shout out to Enrique Chauran. Enrique Chauran in Washington D.C. Saludos. Um, but we, I think we were like in our in our boxers at the end of a night, and just like, how do what is this next record going to be about? This is four years ago. This is like in the process of writing the songs before going to record them, before then recording, mixing, mastering, and then we got into this kind of situation with our record label. So the whole process was like four years ago. And we're like, well, what if what if we made an album that feels the way you feel when you have like people you care about and they're in totally different universes? You know, like if you like have family and they live, you, you live here in California, maybe you have some family in Latin Mexico. America or in Mexico, right? You go hang out with them and their world is just... It's totally unique and at some moments completely disconnected from your stresses and your headaches and your passions and stuff but then there's this also at the same time as on the surface level difference there's this like spiritual deeper connection mm-hmm. right and and similarity and connectivity we wanted to make a record that sounded like that so the and that's songs timeless yeah I think so and the songs like weave in and out of genres and styles so the surface level is changing and the outer appearance of the song is changing but the like the soul of the song throughout the album is meant to be linked together and that was our goal so we have this music done 
and we're trying to figure out how to put it out. We had a situation with the record label. We decided that we wanted to release it ourselves, and, and we parted ways with that company. So it all was delayed, and in the process of that delay, Mr. Trump ran for president. And, and during that time period, we had... Um, this opportunity to do a conference called the Folk Alliance Conference and the director, I'll sing his praises Angus uh, Finnan he is had a really great vision for the for the conference that year he before Donald Trump ran for president he already decided let's make the conference this year about protest music let's call it forbidden folk and the role that folk music and That's music great. plays a cool in protest theme and timely right and then it was a similar deal he had the theme and then the political thing happened he invited us to perform a piece where we created a piece with backing up a poet and the poet was a police officer writing about what it feels like to be a Latin American police officer policing his own people right it's powerful yeah you get into it with this intention of serving then you realize that at, at times you are incarcerating your own neighborhood your own your own people and so we created this piece right before Billy Bragg spoke and this is kind of a long story but it's very important to us and what happened Billy Bragg is this political songwriter he's a keynote speaker from the UK he shows up and he gives this amazing speech about what music can do with activism and he says look here's the reality music gives empathy by default cheesy pop love song makes you feel fun love feelings whether you have you're in love in that moment or not. Right. Reminds you if you have it, to be reminded. It reminded right? you. or you put, Yeah, it transports you to their shoes. It says music is maybe the most powerful, visceral art form for that specific emotional impact. I mean, a film can do it, but it takes an hour and a half. Yeah. Or a play. Music's or instant. Instant. Three minutes, and you have, you're totally there emotionally. Right. And so he said, look, if you can have people have empathy for others that maybe they don't understand their situation but maybe this song can help them feel empathy if the empathy leads to action that's solidarity and as a musician as an artist that is the highest form you can ask for you're not a legis- you're not in legislation you're not a politician that can change legislature but you can impact human beings to have empathy and man we were like boom that is it mm-hmm. that we already made this record that's what we're actually asking of people is to realize to have, that they can have empathy for people who are very different from each other right. and um, he walked off stage and, and I was like hey man you really fired me up and he's, had, he's like oh man your speech or your, your performance really fired me up he told me and he goes look like, um, like Pete Seeger told him he said to me it's your turn now you need to write songs for your people and we already had but I saw the work that we did in a different light that night right. and so we're backstage and Nora Guthrie Woody Guthrie's daughter shows up to congratulate Billy on a great speech because they're buddies she commissioned Billy Bragg to sing some unrecorded uh, Woody Guthrie songs and he's, he's kind of famous for that so she walks backstage she looks she recognizes Diego and I and she goes oh my god that was amazing it's your guys' turn oh my now gosh. we're too old we can't do what you awesome. do. Like this is your turn to say your message for people. And that moment shifted this piece of work. that didn't change the album. The album was done, but it changed the way we thought about presenting it. That's wonderful. I think that is a wonderful place to, to end this. I want to let folks know, like where can they find you? What's next for, for making movies? Uh, well, what, uh, 
People can find us online at makingmoviesband.com is our website. And from there, you can connect. We have uh, a community that you can engage with us directly. We have a, uh, our web stores on there. In fact, I just got word today that uh, we have uh, vinyl test pressings Very came cool. back. And they came back confirmed. So we're going to have this album be re-released on vinyl that is so cool in December December 2nd perfect so it'll, it'll come out that's when this will come out that's right when this will come out so it'll come out and it'll be I Am Another You and our new music uh, a protest EP that goes along with it called You Are Another Me perfect so which be, by the way is empathy that's, that's empathy right there that is that, and is it making movies is it spelled a certain way no makingmoviesband.com that, that brings everything and then on, on social media you can find us Making Movies Band uh, and if you take out the vowels that works too you can also do M-K-N-G-M-V-S and that finds us on socials. Okay, that's what confused me because I was like, I think it's M-K. <laughs> Very cool. And I enjoy your tour and anybody that's listening, you got to check out Making Movies and if they're coming to a city near you, get there. Yeah, please just keep in touch with us through all our socials and we'll be touring, uh, getting started to really tour again next year. So just be in touch and hopefully catch us when we're in a city near you. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you guys. Melina Bobadilla and Brenda Gonzalez. It is produced by Jeff DeVoe, a.k.a. Producer Jeff, who provides original music and sound engineering. Please write us a review on Apple Podcasts and share the episode with the hashtag SupportBrownPodcast. Find us on all your favorite social media platforms and get in touch at TamarindoPodcast.com. Tamarindo Podcast is brought to you by I Love Michelada, the best and most authentic Michelada mix. This delicious mix is available in 32-ounce bottles for your next fiesta or in 40-ounce bottles. Oh, wait. Wait, Brenda. Um, Four-ounce bottles. Ounce. <laughs> Maybe it's a Freudian slip. <laughs> Four-ounce bottles to add to your next chela. There are two flavors, the original brown, savory, and spicy, and the crisp and refreshing red. All you need to do is add the delicious mix to your favorite beer and upgrade. Just, you know, really, like, elevate your beverage to a michelada. Bonus points if you use chamoy and chile on the rim of your glass. Or, even better, 
better. Use the fantastic handmade chili powder that comes with the 32-ounce bottle of their OG brown flavor for an authentic taste of Oaxaca. I think I'll go with that one because I'm an OG brown. The OG brown, love it. Go to um, www.ilovemichelada.com. That's www.ilovemichelada.com to order your starter pack or ask for a I Love Michelada at your local store. I love Michelada. Cheers. Cuando mi arrendador dijo que el alquiler podría ser más barato si fuéramos amigos con beneficios. Había oído hablar de acoso sexual en el lugar de trabajo, pero en mi casa. Eso es discriminación en la vivienda basada en el sexo. La gente de bienes raíces dijo que estaríamos más cómodos viviendo en un vecindario diferente con gente como nosotros. Por suerte conocíamos nuestros derechos. Es ilegal asustar a los posibles propietarios para que se alejen de ciertos vecindarios en función de raza o nacionalidad. Si usted cree que sufrió discriminación o tiene preguntas sobre sus derechos, comuníquese con Fair Housing Foundation, Fundación de Vivienda Justa, al 800-446-3247 o también en línea en fhfca.org. La vivienda justa es su derecho. Este es un anuncio de servicio público de Fair Housing Foundation y respaldado por el Departamento de Vivienda y Desarrollo Urbano HUD bajo la subvención de FIPPI, FPEI, 220099.